The Heat will go on the road without Bam and Abayo on Wednesday night versus the Raptors, and there are concerns that a lingering hip injury will force him out of the lineup for some time. How does Miami adjust without one of the best players in the league? And who steps up in his absence? Plus, Jaime Hawkins Jr. continues to shine. We'll break it all down in today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always, David Lamill. Wherever you're tuning in on YouTube, out of here, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first to listen every day. We'll discuss Jaime Hakas Jr. winning Rookie of the Month and make our December predictions in a minute. But let's start with the latest injury news. Bam Adebayo saying after practice on Tuesday that he has, quote, no idea when he'll return from this left hip injury. He's ruled out for Wednesday night's game in Toronto. That'll be his fifth game he's missed this season with the injury. Haywood Highsmith also out with a lower back injury. Spolster called both of them day-to-day, but it's not sounding very good. I want to focus on Bam here, uh, David. The Heat are 1-3 in three without Bam this season. The only game that they won was because they made 57% of their three-pointers. That was a game against the Cavaliers. They gave up 144 points to the Pacers without Bam on Saturday. The question is simple here, David. Who needs to step up while Bam is out for the Heat to keep their head above water? I think it's a matter of everybody, to be honest with you. Similar to what my argument was with Tyler Hero. I think everybody just kind of needs to play with a little bit more focus, uh, a, a nice pet word of Eric Spolstra's intention, particularly in the defensive end. And if there were... Concerns about how Miami would recover from the loss of Tyler Hero. I know we were chastised for wondering whether or not Miami would be able to bounce back offensively, considering everything that Hero had been doing up to the point where he got hurt. I'm much more concerned about the Heat as a whole trying to figure out and replace what Bam Adebayo can do. He is irreplaceable on Miami's roster. You could make a strong case that even Jimmy Butler, you could get some likewise, some similar contribution out of Jaime Hawkins and other players. But what Bam does at the defensive end and the opportunities that he provides offensively, plus the actual scoring that he has provided this season, is irreplaceable. But if there's a clear answer in terms of who has to step up the most, it's Jimmy Butler. Like, he is the star of this team. And without your co-star in Bam Adebayo, he needs to take his game to yet another level. We've talked about the inconsistent start to the season, but we show, he's seen flashes of him being able to provide that north of 30 point per game scoring, getting to the line, slowing the pace down, putting his imprint on the defensive end. He's the one who has to lead things in Miami in order for them to have a chance to kind of weather the storm without Bam in the lineup. You're 100% right. Look, we, we talk about next man up a lot, uh, or not, we don't, uh, but you know, NBA media, like the basketball world does, Eric Spolstra does, like next man up, next man up. And it's cute, right? It's And look, I get it. Like Orlando Robinson's going to probably start in Bam out of his place. Like somebody has to play the minutes. Sure. Um, And you got to get something out of those guys. But it's not on Orlando Robinson or even some sort of amalgamation of Orlando Robinson, Thomas Bryant, and Kevin Love. It's not on Jaime Hakez. It's not on any of these other guys who are worse players than Bam Adebayo to be as good as Bam Adebayo. That's insane. It's on the stars. It goes on the stars. You're exactly right here. And, and the star right now on the team, with Tyler Hero also injured, uh, is Jimmy Butler. And he just flatly needs to be better. When we, you and I did our two-part series kind of evaluating everybody's game uh, or performance 20 games into the season, the thing that I said about Jimmy Butler was just play like a star more often. When the Heat, uh, uh, when Jimmy Butler has a usage rating of 30% or more, in other words, when he uses 
uh, when he either shoots or passes out of 30% of Miami's possessions, the Heat are three and one. The Heat are three and one this season. That's the opposite of what the Heat are when Bam is injured, when they're one and three. Just go out and be the star player. He's the only one that can lift them to great heights, right? You can't ask Orlando Robinson or other players to step up and do that, even for a one-game basis. It's not fair, especially when you're not really sure how long Bam is going to be out in the first place. So it is Jimmy Butler. It starts with Jimmy Butler, and quite frankly, I think it ends with Jimmy Butler. He just needs to be the star player. Yeah, he needs to take over. We've seen Jimmy kind of gauge the tempo of the tempo of the game throughout his career, especially here in Miami. He kind of just figures it out, and he's been very good at determining whether he needs to go off or whether he needs to be the guy to kind of get other players going. But I don't think he can afford to wait in whatever – however long Bam is out, he needs to be much more active in kind of enforcing his will right away and then have everybody feed off of that. If Jimmy sets the tone early on and then he can get guys like Duncan going or Orlando Robinson or whoever else is on the lineup with him, Kyle Lowry, that's another guy who does need to step up as well, but he's a secondary option. It's Jimmy. It starts with Jimmy. He needs to get it going. He needs to put that defense, uh, making them uncomfortable as Mm -hmm. they're trying to guard him because he can command those double teams maybe more than any other player on this roster. And then from that point, it'll be a trickle-down effect where everybody kind of feeds off of that and it continues to build throughout the game. So we'll see what kind of performance Jimmy is ready for on, on Wednesday. The only game that Heat won, again, that Cavaliers game, uh, Jimmy Butler played in that game. Bam Adebayo did not. Um, that was the game where they shot 57%, 20 of 35 from three-point range. Jimmy Butler yeah. in that game scored 10 points on 12 shots. Uh, the shot wasn't going in, but he did have nine assists. He was a plus 23 when he was on the court. It felt like in that game he was getting other guys involved. Yeah, Asking your teammates to shoot 57% another time. Probably not task. the best plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, be aggressive. I thought he was aggressive in that game, but the shot wasn't falling three of 12 overall. But Either be aggressive. Way, that's fine. Right. Be, yeah. Just like, I don't care if we're really like, obviously the shot needs to fall at some point, but be aggressive. Be aggressive from the beginning. Get guys uh, going. You're going to need your teammates. We're not saying that the teammates are irrelevant here, but you were absolutely right, David, when you said earlier, like nobody can really replace what Bam, Adiba- uh, Bam does in this version of the Miami Heat. When he is on the court, he is the centerpiece of their offense. He's obviously the centerpiece of their defense. But that doesn't mean that when he's out, you can't like recenter the offense and the defense around somebody else, right? And that person yeah. is Jimmy Butler. He is now every, he's everything the gravitational pull revolves around him now, right? Offensively, it's his post-ups that they're going to be playing through. It's his pick and roll with Kyle Lowry, the small, small pick and roll. If you could, the, the the Kevin Love pick and pop, if you could develop something with Orlando Robinson or Thomas Bryant. That's great, too, but that's going to be the fulcrum of the offense. And then defensively, it's just going to be a lot of switch everything. It's going to be a little bit smaller. Uh, if it's Orlando Robinson, they're probably going to be playing drop. If it's Kevin Love, they'll probably play to the touch. But no matter what, it's going to be Jimmy Butler setting the tone for guys like Jaime and Caleb Martin to jump those passing lanes, create those turnovers, understanding that they're not going to be as stout on the back line, maybe having to create some more turnovers, create some more chaos opportunities, transition opportunities that all those guys thrive in. Against Serrano's tall lineup, who do you think gets to start, Caleb? I think it's Orlando. Or Orlando gets to start, and then who fits in for Haywood Highsmith? I think that's the oh. bigger question. Um, it's Caleb Martin started the second half when Highsmith wasn't available uh, versus the Pacers. Yeah, that would be my. Pick. I would say it's probably Caleb Martin, and that kind of clears the space for for Jaime Jaquez to kind of be that guy off the bench. Yeah, I agree there. I think he he's shown that he can embrace that role. It's going to be interesting. Kevin Love comes off the the bench. You're going to see some. 
Thomas Bryant minutes, and he'll need to step up in, the, in that. If he wants an opportunity to get more playing mm. time, this Here's is where it begins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely. If he can show Eric Spolster that he can buckle down on defense and then continue to you know muscle his way inside for some easy points, be a good pick-and-roll screener, you know, somebody who can cut to the rim, if he can do all that off-ball work and, and then get fed in the low post and make an impact there and, and even stretch the floor out, then we'll see some extended minutes for him uh, as long as Bam is out. But uh, this is a good opportunity for him and Orlando to both step up. Well said. Um, Jaime Hawkins Jr., he has stepped up for most of the season, so much so that he was named the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month. We dive into the stats and what it means for the Heat going forward after this. Today's episode is brought to you by our partners over at eBay Motors. They've teamed up with Locked On Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. And whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. Let's see who Josh has picked out for us this week on their eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. He's got a team here. It's pretty good. Patrick Williams, Obi Toppin of, New, of Indiana, excuse me, Kelly Oubre Jr. returning from injury, Derek Lively the second. And Killian Hayes in Detroit. Anybody there that really stands out to you, Wes? Weirdly, it's Patrick Williams. He's kind of yeah. claimed that position in the Bulls lineup there. Um, I've always kind of liked his game. You know, he's a rebounder. He could score in bunches at times. If he's got things going in Chicago, not a bad pickup. Yeah, Lively has been really good. He's been great. Uh, Oubre, you know, he's a welcome addition back there. Obviously, he uh, the Heat didn't uh, sign him this past mm-hmm. offseason. He's been great, but I think rounding back into form as he comes back from injury will be a little bit more difficult but Patrick Williams considering everything that's going on in Chicago how likely they are to blow up that roster he's going to get some increased touches so if you're looking to add somebody to your fantasy team my pick would be Patrick Williams as well Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you with your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle and look they've got such a great selection of parts for your car or truck uh, if you've got a, a, you know a part that you're looking to replace and i know this what happened to you recently you were looking to replace a part on your car all you do is go to ebay motors why don't you tell the, the listeners about it yeah unfortunately i got clipped on the highway um it happens it happens hit and run situation too um my right my front right headlight uh, snapped. Luckily, that was the only thing. It could have been way worse, but yeah, it's just it's it, now you just got this annoying kind of thing that you got to deal with. Fortunately, eBay Motors comes through. I searched uh, the part on on their website, found the part easily. It was way cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Order the yep. part, and we're getting it fixed right now. Yeah, that's it. That's all it takes. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks. Bumpers, whatever your baby needs, even taillights or headlights, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive over at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on, plus our national shows, 
covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, let's talk about Jaime Jaquez Jr., one of our favorite topics around yes, here. <laughs> uh, we will talk about how many games the Heat might win in December when we make our predictions later on in the show. But we got some news. Jaquez named Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month. He's averaging 12 points on 52% shooting, 39% on threes, 3.9 rebounds, 2.6 assists, and 1.1 steals per game. He's the fifth Heat rookie ever to win the award. Quick trivia, David. Can you name the can you name the rookies that have won for the Miami Heat rookie of the month? Uh let's see. I know Karan Butler did it. Uh I know Dwayne Wade did not do it. Uh let's see. Karan. Now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Bam, he did not do it. Tyler did uh, not. Never Bam, never Tyler. We have uh, one rookie from... Uh, you're going to kick yourself. We do have one rookie Michael from... Michael Beasley. The, uh, yes, that's one. Michael. He won it once. Okay. And then we have another... We have one rookie who won during the Jimmy Butler era. Three times, actually. Oh, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn. And then we have one other rookie who's won, and he is currently on the Heat's roster. Oh, uh wow i don't know who is it josh richardson oh josh richard i I see that considering like uh because he had that second half surge and then he shot like a million percent from three-point range like for the second half of the year so he probably won in like uh in like february march april something like that interesting that's a good 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 honor for josh yeah he was an impactful rookie certainly in that second half of the season it was a nice Round back year after they had uh, been a lottery team the first uh, the year after LeBron left in 2014, and then he uh, bounced back pretty well. Uh, Hakez, though, um, mm. you and I have had this conversation. We were kind of wondering whether or not he was actually getting the attention, and then you see lately, even before this award, you've got JJ Redick, which you know we talked about this last week, but uh, saying on his podcast that he was the third best rookie behind Wembenyama and Chet. Uh, I heard. Uh, Zach Lowe on his podcast say affectionately it's almost annoying what a perfect heat player he is on his show <laughs> uh, which is a great way to describe it because I, I would agree um, Bill Simmons on Twitter saying I can't root against Hakez he's too in my wheelhouse yeah. uh, it's he's 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 the guy I think he's your he's your favorite NBA's analyst favorite rookie this year right now I think that's Jaime mm-hmm. Hakez Jr. Uh, are you buying in on the national attention, do you think he's starting to get that attention that that you believe he deserves? You're usually pretty cynical about this stuff. No, no, I, I think I think he's just fun to watch. Like it, it, you know, he's got the, the quote unquote old man game with a great uh, effective low post, uh, you know, offense. Uh, he he runs the floor. He plays defense well. He just constantly motion doing stuff. You know, your catchphrase for mm-hmm. Hyman. He, he does stuff that makes you makes him stand out and makes you notice. And it's fun, and it's all part of winning basketball. And I think it kind of just speaks to the fact that he's a rookie playing on a team that's winning and has an opportunity to fit in perfectly and contribute at a high level as opposed to a rookie who's being asked to carry a team and is tasked with too much and is going to have some bad games and some lackluster showing. This isn't Jaime. Like, he is just too steady, too solid, too well-developed at this point, and he's fitting in seamlessly into what Miami's trying to accomplish as a title contending team. So I think it kind of just, it pops a little bit more for your casual fan or your not even your casual fans, like your media members, your national media members are starting to pick up when they watch a heat game. 
Who's the guy that stands out? Hey, that rookie comes in here. Yes. Hair flying everywhere, flying around the floor, doing everything, making things happen for Miami. And that's going to stand out. It's going to get some notice. It's impressive when you do it for a winning team, right? And when you tune into a Miami Heat game, you think, okay, I'll see Jimmy Butler do his Jimmy Butler things. Right. I'll see Bam Adebayo do his Bam things. Kyle Lowry will make a few shots. Kevin Love will have a couple of outlet passes. Caleb Martin, you know, will drive baseline and dunk a couple of times. And like this, I'll just, I'll see, and Eric Spolstra will end up on the court way too far out on the court than he's supposed to be. And that's, that's the Miami Heat basketball game. And then all of a sudden you see Juan Wick just flying up and down the court, like just doing a, a Jimmy Butler impression. You're like, what's going on? Who is this guy? Is that a 360 right. dunk? Like, what is, what's going on? He's making threes off the bench. Uh, and so, yeah, it is, I think, kind of alarming in a good way when you tune into a Heat game. If you're a national person, right, you're not somebody watching every game. Maybe you watch the Heat, but you're, you're really, you know, tuned into basketball. You're watching the Heat maybe once a week, perhaps, and you see him, and he just consistently performs. And it doesn't really matter what Heat game it is that you're turning into. Because he's consistent. It's not like a pop here and a pop there, right? Right. It's that consistent, like, 12 points per game, a handful of rebounds, a couple of assists, making the open threes, playing good defense. Like, he is going to pop on an every-night basis. So if you're somebody that's not tuned in every single night, but maybe perhaps once a week, he's still going to pop for even that person, too. We should have two awards, I think, for Rookie of the Year now. Okay. And I'm not, I don't really mean this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. We're going to have two awards for Rookie of the Year. We have the Rookie of the Year, the obvious one. That's the one that just goes to the rookie of the year. The okay. biggest name, the, the starriest player, the most productive. Like, that, that's the one. It's going to go to Chet or Wemby this year. Like, Jaime Hacker's got, got no shot at winning rookie of the year, unfortunately. that's And, he, and he, honestly, he shouldn't. Like, Wemby has been so productive, and Chet has been so amazing. Like, it, it's it's a two-man race between those two guys unless something crazy happens. But there's also should be, like, the, the hipster rookie of the year. Like, last year, for instance, it was Paolo Bencaro. He was a runaway rookie of the year. He was scoring almost 20 points per game. It was like, yeah, obviously, that guy. He's yeah. the most productive. He's got, and there's something to be said also about shouldering a real load. Where Jaime, it's like if he doesn't show up one night, it's not a big deal. Like for somebody like Paolo last year or Wemby this year, even Chet this year, if he doesn't show up, it is an issue for their team. They that team. Well, that's not fair. I don't think you can use Chet there. Like they've got an MVP candidate and Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's fair, I guess. But he's might already be their second best player. Chet. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Like that's not Jaime is not in that, and it's it's it's. I'm as closer to Chet than Wemby or like Paolo last year, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It, you're right. You're right. I, it's, it's worth mentioning, but um, Jalen Williams last year for OKC was yeah. sort of the hipster pick, right? He was like, wow, he's doing this for a, a plucky winning more than we thought thunder team last year. Right. Like, should we actually vote this guy? Cause he's actually making an impact towards winning where Balaban Caro the magic won more games than you thought, but they weren't like a winning team last year either. So um I don't know. You should have like the productive, obvious rookie of the year, and maybe the hipster rookie of the year is an unofficial award. Jalen Williams probably would have won it last year, and I think Jaime Hakas is probably the front runner for hipster rookie of the year this year. I think that's fair. I think he's he's probably running away with it. Uh, is it Jordan Hawkins, right? I think he's another guy who's got like a, people like him. About him. Yeah, he's yeah. on a on a good Pelicans team that's matriculated through the in season <laughs> tournament. Yeah. They really did burst through there. Um, yeah, but I think Jaime, again, it's just he's he's just fun to watch and, and he contributes to winning That's basketball. Like, yeah, I, I, I when you see him and he's played an, a, a bunch of games and he's not being asked to do too much, but he's stepping up and ex- excelling in his role, the role that he's he has on this team, considering they've got great players like Bam Adebayo and 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 Jimmy Butler and even Tyler when he's out on the floor. Like, I'm curious to see what Tyler are there and having to carry more of the offense. 
Like what happens with Hyman? Does he take a step back or does he continue to shine even more mm. in that role? And I, I think he kind of shines more, it's to be honest with you. I think his, the, the way his game has just continued to develop and mature, and he's just found his rhythm really, really comfortably. I know we keep talking about Jaime, but he's been fun to watch, yeah. and, and that's just that's makes him interesting for this team. And, you know, we talked about this team not being particularly fun to watch over the last few seasons because that's just not he ups the way their they fun play. Meter. He ups yes. the fun meter considerably in Miami. It's a great point. Absolutely. The point that you made just about Tyler Hero now, when his yeah. return and how that kind of impacts the rotation, the trickle-down effect statistically and all those things. I actually have that question for you, David. When will Tyler Hero return to the Heat? What does that do to Miami's lineup and everybody beneath him? That's coming up next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Look. If you're looking for tickets for an event and you're in town or maybe you're visiting somewhere and you want to find any tickets, well, you'll find the best deals. You want guaranteed. to see Jaime live. Yes. If you're happy to be in Miami, it happened this past weekend. Some family members came in on my wife's side. They were like, oh, hey, what's this heat team all about? They wanted to go catch the heat. It's all about Jaime. Yes. They, they caught him on Saturday when they unfortunately fell in a loss, but still wound up enjoying the experience. Got the tickets. Great prices over at game time. For sports, music, comedy, theater events, whatever you're looking for, Game Time's got you covered with their killer last-minute deals. They're all in prices and the views from your seat, so you can see exactly on the app where you're going to be sitting in the arena or whatever venue you might be choosing, and that's such a convenient thing, so you know there's no obstruction. You know if you got a good view, you know how close you are to the bathrooms. Whatever you might be looking for, Game Time has you covered. Again, last-minute ticket deals, flash deals, Zoe deals. You can buy tickets for all kinds of events in your ever in your area, and they've got their lowest price guaranteed. So right now, download the Game Time app. Take all the guesswork out of buying tickets for Game Time. Create an account and use the code LockedOnNBA. You get twenty bucks off your first purchase. That's download the app, create an account, use the code LockedOnNBA. Now terms do apply, but you create an account, you redeem that code L O C K E D O N B A. You get twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Every day is tune in tonight for our post-game reactions to the Heat's game in Toronto. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Let's get to some over-under predictions for the month of December. The Heat are 0-1 to start December after that loss to Indiana, but play seven of their next 12 games at home. The schedule gets a little bit easier than the start of the schedule. I want to get to some predictions, some over-unders for the month. Let's get started right away, David, with Heat wins. With Heat wins, okay? The over-under here, six and a half. Understanding that Bam Adebayo is going to be missing maybe a couple games here. Tyler Hero still don't have him back. Um, seven of those next 13 games, though, David, are at home. Miami's opponent winning percentage, 48%. So they're playing mostly losing teams. They only have one back-to-back in the month. Charlotte, December 13th, followed by in, uh, versus uh, the Bulls at home, December 14th. So a home-and-home back-to-back, not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So after a rough start scheduling-wise, December looks considerably easier for Miami. So I'll ask you again. Heat wins over-under 6.5 in the month of December. 13 total games left to play? 12. They had uh, their Owen their – yeah, they lost their first of the 13. Right. Uh, I'd go with the over on that pretty easy. I think they go eight and four with those 12 games. Um, I'm going to go with you on that. I think that's fine. You look ahead to the schedule. I mean, it's 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 
it's pretty light. Uh, Toronto tonight. The Raptors have their own concerns. I'm not. They're not a scary team, right? Cleveland. I don't know what's going on with them. And you get them at home on a Friday night. I I like that matchup for Miami. Also, it, it, um, the big part for that that Cavaliers matchup, I think, is whether or not Bam Adebayo is available. If he's available, I really like Miami in that matchup. If not, then I have some questions about their size. But you can get like a Kevin Love did not play in Cleveland the right. first time these two teams met for personal reasons. He missed that game. Um, but he could maybe have a little bit of a, a revenge game here at home in his new house, in his new home, Miami, as he said. Uh, maybe something there. Uh, and then you get two games against Charlotte, two games against Chicago, maybe a chance to pad the win stats there. It gets a little rougher, though, to, to end the month uh, against the Timberwolves at home uh, in Orlando, then against the Hawks, the Sixers. In mm. Golden State, that's never an easy game to travel to at the end of the year, even though the Warriors have no, had exactly. their own share of concerns. And then in Utah, also a, a place Ooh. where Miami has had issues. But December 30th, is that like, was, uh, it was December 31st last year that Tyler Hill hit the game winner on New Year's Eve, right? Uh, yes. Very similar kind of timing the day before New Year's Eve here, also in, in uh, Salt Lake. So um, it's, a tough, it's a tough schedule at the end there, but a chance to pad their wins here. I think the, the first portion of December is going to be really important for Miami. Um, if you've got them at eight wins, I'm okay with that. Um, they're already one behind the eight ball there, but, um, six and a half seems like a good over under. I'll also take the over. Let's go to the polls here. And 81.4% of you took also the over, over six and a half Miami heat wins. So we hope we're right. Some about optimism that. there. Yeah, that's good. Good to see. Uh, Are you concerned about Tyler? Cause it seems like he's been a little slow on, in, in terms of his progress, but I'm curious to see. I know they're, they're they're playing it safely with him, as they are with Bam and they are with Haywood. But uh, do you think that he'll be back in the lineup sooner than expected? Well, it brings us to our next one. Tyler Hero, games played, five and a whoa, half. Whoa, what a five, segue. <laughs> over, under, five and a half games. I'm going to go under here on this, because even when he does come back, you never know with these ankles. Like, it could bother him. That second night of a back-to-back could be already a scheduled day off for him. Um, even if he is back by then, let's say he's back by next week. That would put him at about eight or nine games played this month. If he plays the rest of the month, every game for the rest of the month, I don't know that he's going to be back next week. He is shooting in practice or after practice. He's being a participant and all that kind of stuff, but we don't really have any real timetable here. Um, and so I'm going to probably go less than five and a half, uh, but I tend to be cautious by nature. Yeah, I'm gonna go over on that one. I think once once mm. they're they're taking their time with him, and I think Tyler being young, being mostly durable, and I know some people would probably think not really considering his playoff injuries and stuff like that. But he's he's I don't think he's injured. He hasn't had like the yeah yeah he's had like freak injuries, but nothing, um you know nothing yeah. like uh, oh my hamstring is keeping me out for a week and a half. You know, I I talked to I talked to Rod Boone once. I, you, you might not know who he is if you're listening to this podcast, but he is the uh, the co-host of Locked On Jazz, you know, alongside David Locke, and he's a, you know he, he's a, the 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 co-radio broadcaster there right. alongside David, and he played like the longest active playing streak in terms of like not you know he, he, before AC Green broke that record, it was his rods, and he just told me it was luck. Like there's just something you get nagging injuries here and there, but you just have to be really lucky. I, I, there's nothing that you can do to prevent injury. And with Tyler, he's just had bad luck. There's nothing he can do differently. He's not an injury yeah. pro player, but you know, that broken hand is a freak injury, right? The one that kept him out of the playoffs last year. So absolutely um, diving to the floor. I mean, we saw that we yeah. saw Kevin love 
you know, Kevin Love, older player, you'd think he could dive to the floor and he's going to wind up, you know, being wheeled out a la Pierre, Paul Pierce on a wheelchair. But no, no, you, sometimes it just happens. So 64% uh, of you said under five and a half games, according to really 64% oh. said under. I just, it, we don't know when he's coming back. Uh, I could probably put a, under one and a half games if people probably would have just still taken the under. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, we did heat wins. We did. All right. Bam out of bio games played. Mm. who has no idea when he's coming back mm. um over under eight and a half eight and a half Ooh, games played for bam that's... in december uh wow i'm gonna go just over i think he plays nine out of the next 12 games so if he comes back um wednesday that would be next wednesday not today wednesday uh let's say he just misses a week that would still give him nine games played for the rest of the month um, I don't know what this hip injury is going to do. It's not really kept him out from multiple, multiple, multiple games in a row. It has not kept him out for weeks in a row. It just sort of pops up here and there, and he has to miss a game here and there. Um, trying to play through it. So he's trying to play through it. It feels like now Miami is like, all right, instead of just trying to play through it, let's just get this thing under control. Um, right. And so I, I'll probably still go the over. I don't feel awesome about it at eight and a half, yeah. and it might just be the hair over. It might just be that nine, but yeah. that would get you to the over. Uh, on Twitter, sixty-six point seven percent of you said under, under eight and a half, under eight and a half. So, so interesting. So we, so we think that the Heat will win a bunch of games, but they're not going to have any of their good players. Apparently. Next man up. <laughs> Heat culture oh, permeating geez. through the the fans too. So you know they believe in this team. They Speaking still have of. enough. Speaking Uh-oh. of, Jaime Hawkes Jr. over under points per game average in the month of December. So he's averaging 12 points per game so far this season. I think it was like 13 points something in the month of November alone. So over under points per game for just the month of December, over or under 11 and a half points per game. You know, I think with all the notoriety and all the buzz about his name, I think people are going to be a little bit more aware of what he does. And yet, maybe I'm buying too strongly about this. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid completely. I think he's going to have the over on that. I think he's going to reach the over on that. I think we talked about this in that episode, the, the deep dive on Jaime's impact. Like, what are you going to take away from his game that he can't find some other opportunity to score? And Maybe we're overhyping a young rookie, but I still think between the three-point shot, the low post efficiency, the fact that he can get to his spots, the mid-range game, he's got a really versatile deep repertoire offensively i think he's going to continue to draw more and more foul calls just by nature of his physicality i don't see any reason why he wouldn't reach the over to be 100 percent honest with you. uh the reason would be if that 39 percent shooting from three-point range starts to cool down and it's going to happen at some point no uh, he's it's just gonna keep climbing he's just gonna keep climbing he's gonna, he's gonna shoot 80 percent by the end of the season he's got a jimmy butler game but he shoots like clay thompson that's great uh, <laughs> greatest player of all time here we go uh <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go the slate. I'm gonna go the under here. I'm gonna go the under on eleven and a half. He's and look, I I think he'll be just as good, if not better. Uh, to the point you just made, that three point shot is not gonna fall like it's been falling all season long. I'm just sort of I'm I'm hedging on the slump here coming yeah. at some point. It's gonna happen. Maybe it's too soon for the rookie wall, but I think just yeah. the shooting slump is just gonna happen just by sheer variance and luck. But he still is going to impact the game defensively in the post as a playmaker. Maybe he leans a little bit more into that when Tyler Hero comes back. I think he could be a, a setup guy for Tyler in that second unit. I think he's going to be just as good and maybe even starts showing off more 
different parts of his game. Maybe they put him back in the post and run more of that UCLA action that they've gotten away from over the last few weeks because they just hand him the ball and let him go score instead of being more of a passer out of that position. Um, when Tyler comes back, it's just going to be fewer shots for him, I think, and that's okay. He'll find a way to make an impact. But in terms of just the like the raw points per game numbers, the volume, I don't think it'll be there, and so I'll go under. But like you, Twitter, our Twitter poll, they're drinking the Kool-Aid, 97% over. Wow. I mean, Hakka's 11 and a half. Last one here. Caleb Martin, who's starting to round into form here, nine and a half points per game over under for the month of December. He's at 9.9 averaging now after a slow start. I think he goes over. I think he, we've seen him trend in the right direction. And with Bam missing time, with Haywood missing some time, I would expect him to be in the starting lineup and, and, and contributing more. So I'm going to go over. Great point on that. Uh, he's a good player. I got over nine and a half as well. 64% of you also took the over on that. Thanks to everybody who voted on our Twitter poll. Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app and make sure to tune in Wednesday night for our post-game reactions of tonight's game in Toronto.